Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey loves, and welcome to Mouth Off Radio, the weekly podcast from nastagirl.com. I'm your host Paige Martin, and boy do we have a cracking episode coming up today. I'm going to be talking to sex educator, artist and body positive crusader Ruby Rare. Now Ruby is a sex educator, she confesses to being naked a lot of the time as she subscribes to non-monogamy. With all this said, let's dive right in with Ruby Rare. Hi, babe. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Well, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. So we're going to jump right in. So what inspired you to become a sex educator? This is the question I get asked all the time. I kind of need to invent a good story about it. You know how people have like scars and they're like, oh, it was a shark. I need to get something like that. Um, I've always been interested in this kind of stuff. Like I remember when I was like a teenager and then when I was at university, I'd be having lots of conversations with people around sex and relationships and the conversation would end and I'd be like, no, 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 I want to go back to talking about that, please. I just, I've always been really interested in dating and relationships and sex and kind of the things that we don't tend to talk about as openly yeah so when I graduated I started volunteering for a sexual health charity called Brooke which is the UK's largest sexual health charity for young people and I've basically just stayed there the whole time so I've I've built my way up and I now run a project that's all around tackling period poverty and then from there I just started talking about it more online and kind of sharing my experiences on Instagram Um, and that got me like a really enthusiastic lovely following of people who want to talk about this as well so that's why I started doing my own events amazing so 2019 a year of a lot of change a lot of conversations being had more dialect is happening around sex and sexual discourse Um, what is the most fascinating or life-changing lesson you've learned as a sex educator it might not be really exciting but the thing that makes me so happy is knowing that everyone is kind of asking the same questions like when you're the person who gets asked loads of questions all the time at the end of the day you can just see that like everyone is out there thinking oh my god I'm like the only person who has an issue with this or doesn't understand this and then to be able to see that everyone is asking the same things has similar insecurities and that all of those are really easy to tackle and to make people feel better about themselves 
a lot of the time everyone's just asking kind of am I normal like is my pleasure normal is the way that I like to do this normal is my body normal um, and it's really nice to be one of the people who can kind of shout out to the world and be like yes it is are you in, are you in pain are you hurting anyone no then great do whatever you're doing um, yeah that's kind of my favorite thing and how do you think the idea in society around sex and relationships are changing do you think we've still got a long way to go yeah, we've still got a lot. It's it's amazing to see the conversations becoming more visible and for people to be up for talking about sex and relationships in a way that we haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I mean, I'm st- it still blows my mind that Nasty Gal sells sex toys. It's amazing. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's lovely to get that visibility. But there's still a long way to go. This conversation has been happening for like decades and decades, but we've got a lot more work to do of kind of making sure that everyone is engaged with these conversations and everyone is feeling quite accepting and positive about stuff like you and I in our bubble like we might be having really sex positive happy celebratory conversations with our mates but outside of those bubbles there are still a lot of people who are scared of these conversations who presume that talking about sex and pleasure and intimacy in these ways are gonna I don't know gonna persuade young people to have sex more have sex in riskier situations which we know is false that is not like statistically that is not true um and yeah I think there's still a lot of confusion around gender and sexuality that I come up against like I'm a queer person I talk a lot about that um and gender identities and sexual identities and I kind of get the impression that lots of people understand and accept a diversity of different identities Mm -hmm. to a point but then it gets to a point where people are like oh god I don't understand this language or I don't know what that means or how should I kind of what question should I be asking someone who for example is genderqueer and that is something that I'm looking forward to helping a little bit more and being part of the conversation more. Um, You have some really good points there and you were talking about how people often have the same questions and the same queries what advice would you give to someone who doesn't have access to a Ruby Rare or a place like a Brook Centre and they are feeling alone and they just want a few questions answered? There are so many good places online, like different websites, books, podcasts that you can access that are going to give you lots of information about sex and your body. I would recommend like making sure you're going to some legit sources. Mm-hmm. So the Brook website, brook.org.uk, is really good and gives a lot of like foundational advice. There's also a website called Bish, which is really good and gives a lot of advice on like relationships, but lots of different questions that we like we don't often get good answers to, like how to how do you break up with someone, stuff oh like that. Oh God, that's always a difficult one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I'm actually secretly really good at breaking up with people. <laughs> secretly? <laughs> I had a breakup once that lasted seven hours. Seven hours? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my God, that must have been so exhausting. It was. I think it kind of needed to be that long. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm bragging like that's a good thing. Maybe that's a maybe that means I'm bad at breakups. No, I think it depends on the length of the relationship and how intense it was. Oh, it wasn't like a two month fling, no, seven hour breakup. Was, yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, because you get tangled and there's a lot to untangle and yeah. you know separate and it's better than like it's over text, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not about that. No, that's not a cute look. <laughs> um, what sexual taboos around women do you think need changing? I mean, how long have we got? I know, right? We've got a lot of stuff that we need to get through. Um, Oh, I guess we still are coming up with the challenge, well, 
coming up against the challenge that many people, women and other genders, just presume that women are not as sexual mm -hmm. and don't want to have sex, don't want to learn about this kind of stuff. When, I mean, just speaking for myself and my friends, like, we are like horny fuckers. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> and sometimes we're not, and that's also okay, but yeah. like, the notion that, I don't know, remember that old saying, like, men think about sex every six seconds yeah. or whatever. First of all, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand how you would figure that out. <laughs> but even if it was true, I think for the vast majority of people, regardless of their gender, that would be the case. Yeah. Like, it's not that men think about sex more and women don't. Everyone works in different ways, neurologically and physically, but a lot of people, the vast majority of the population, is like really horny and wants to have sex and yeah. wants to talk about it. Yeah. Education wise, when do you think that should be introduced to young adults or maybe you don't agree it should be introduced to young adults? I do. I'm really pro um, relationship and sex education being presented to young people of all ages at the appropriate stage. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to have this conversation. I'm not going to have this conversation with someone who's like under 10. That's yeah. not something that's appropriate. Yeah. But being able to instill information and boundaries and a level of respect for yourself and others around bodies and the way we touch other people, around relationships and communication and kindness, all those kinds of things can be taught to young people at quite a young age yeah. and they can really pick up on that and understand it. The same with sort of gender and sexuality. Those things can be taught to young people, mm -hmm. I believe, um, and it's not brainwashing anyone, it's just giving information. information yeah. And then the older you get, um, my friends who've got kids, they kind of... Uh, they really guide the conversations they have with their kids just by the questions that they're asking. Okay. Like if someone's wanting to know what a period is, that's the right time to tell someone what a period yeah, is. Yeah, because they've already got that knowledge of what it is and yeah. there's no point brushing it under the carpet. Yeah. Yeah, you should have those conversations and, you know, prepare them because it can be quite a scary and daunting thing for it to just happen to someone, I guess. Yeah, and like I didn't get... Like, my parents are amazing and I grew up in a really, like loving and quite liberal family mm -hmm. but even then we didn't have that many conversations about sex just because I don't think my parents knew how to raise those issues and to talk to me about it yeah. and I also was a bit too nervous to talk to them about it mm. so if someone at school or at home had just kind of said to me you know loads of people have questions about this kind of stuff and it's really okay to be curious and to ask questions mm. that would have made a really big difference to me yeah so, I hope that the next generation, uh, like young people growing up now, will be feeling more confident to ask those questions. Yeah. We've talked about sex education in school. What do you think about the idea of having relationship education in schools, um, dealing with male and female relationships, female and female relationships, and everything that encompasses it, because it often does relate back to sex? Do you think that should be something that should be taught alongside sex education? Yeah, I think that we should teach both of them like parallel to each other. Mm -hmm. I don't know how helpful it is just having one like sex or relationship education. Yeah. I think it kind of has to be both of them because yeah. you don't talk about sex is never in isolation. Like even if it's a really casual one night stand, no strings attached, you're never going to see each other again. That is still a relationship you are still engaging with another human. And that's something that we need to have an understanding of around consent and boundaries. Um, the same thing if you're not interested in having sex 
with other people and you just want to have sex with yourself and masturbate, that's still a relationship with someone. Like mm. your relationship with yourself is still important. It's kind yeah. of the most important. Yeah, of course. So to be able to incorporate that into sex education is very, I think, really worthwhile. Uh, you have a talk called Ruby Rare's Guide to Porn, and I understand that's one of many. What yeah. other ones do you do, and what do you hope to achieve with those talks? Yeah, I started doing these talks at the start of the year. I was so nervous, the first one, because I just thought, oh my God, no one's going to come. Like, who wants to hear me talk about this kind of stuff all the time? Because basically, it's just the things I love to talk about. And I thought, well, if people want to hear me talk about it, I'll just wang on about that for hours. So um, the first one was a really big success. It was great. The first one was around sex toys. And I'm about to do that talk again in October, October 22nd in London. From there, I just started thinking about all the other things I like talking about to an adult audience. So I do a talk about sex toys, one around non-monogamy, one around like a my modern guide to pleasure um i've got this porn one and then one that i really enjoy doing which is quite recent uh, is called like how to be a slut okay because i am a happy self-identifying slut and i think you claim it girl yeah (laughs) i mean why not it's true (laughs) Um, and i think it's really lovely to see so many people kind of want to engage in a conversation like that wanting to think about how they can reclaim words like that if you've been said, like, if someone's called you something nasty in yeah. the past, I've been called a slut many times <laughs> by people who were not meaning that in a kind way. Yeah. And to be able to turn around and be like, yeah, I am. I really enjoy that. What's what's the matter what's with the it? What's the problem? Owning it. Yeah. So you mentioned before your first talk was about sex toys and you also mentioned that we sell them on nastygal.com. Yeah. Have you had a look at our range? I have. Okay. I love it. When did you start using them or how did that come about? Because it is one of those things that people kind of like, oh, I don't want to go in a sex shop or I don't want to go into Ann Summers, but you know, it happens. Yeah. I'm selling them. So someone's <laughs> buying them. <laughs> how well do they sell? Do people... They are probably the last month or so been one of the top search terms for us that's amazing um, we started off just buying really small quantities at first and we we're like oh i'm not sure and they motored off the shelf so to speak um and we just keep on buying more and opening up the range and it's just been one huge success and we're so proud to have bought that to that kind of market um, so it's been doing really, really, really good. Oh, that's yeah. so good. We're really pleased. Yeah, really pleased. I, I was just delighted to see. I think it's so important that people expand the conversation and just make it normal. Yeah. And, you know, seeing sex toys being sold while you're browsing for, like, a cute dress yeah. is a really nice way of being like, oh, okay, well, maybe I maybe I want that as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. I think I was 18. I think I was about to go to uni, mm-hmm. and I was like, right I'm a grown-up now and grown-ups have sex toys um I actually didn't have an orgasm with a partner until I was 20 and I don't know if I'd had an orgasm on my own before then so I think I felt very frustrated when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. being like everyone else is having orgasms I'm not I'm the only person who's not at this amazing orgasm party I need to get an invite ASAP so in my mind I just thought a sex toy would be the easiest way of doing that being like okay well I've bought the gear clearly that would just work for me mm-hmm. and I remember being so disappointed I like plucked up the courage went into Ann Summers got my first sex toy came home and was like this is it it's all gonna change <laughs> <laughs> rain orgasms yeah literally that, and, <laughs> and then I tried it and I was like oh 
I don't know if I like this. I don't know what's happening. So it did take me a while to kind of get comfortable with the idea of toys and also just with the idea of masturbation. And I think that level of comfort and relaxation I have with myself was what helped me to have orgasms finally. Yeah. Now they're happening. I can... (laughs) Oh, I can guarantee they are happening. (laughs) I'm happy to report things are going well. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With all your work in sex education, Has it changed your relationship with sex and your own body? Yeah, it definitely has. I'm I'm lucky because I have had a really positive relationship with my body for a long time. So as a teenager, I definitely struggled with body confidence and body issues. Being a teenager now, it's also quite tough because you have like so many role models on social media of like the perfect body. I, I don't know what I think about the Kardashians. I don't know if I'm the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. But what one thing I will say is that it was it's refreshing to see a different type of ideal body okay. being presented. Mm-hmm. Like they're very slim, but they've also got like the curves. curves and big boobs, big bum. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm. It's a tough one. The I'm like, should I be praised? Oh, I don't. But anyway, I remember growing up and being a teenager in like the late noughties. Um, like all of the celebrities I was looking at were just stick thin mm. and there's that's a beautiful thing if that's the way that your body is but that is not the way that my body is yeah. so I kind of felt like I was wandering around just in the wrong body being like oh god I've got hips I've got boobs I don't really know I've got a tummy I don't know what to do about all of this yeah. and when I sort of again, when I was probably in my early 20s, really started to celebrate that and see it as something that was really beautiful and really me. And it also helps that I like being naked a lot. 
So I used to be a life model, so I used to pose nude for artists. Okay. And now I co-run a body positive life drawing class with my lovely work wife, Rosie, called Body Love Sketch Club. Okay. And that's an opportunity for people to come and draw bodies, but also everyone gets the opportunity to pose as well. Oh, and cool. that could be nude, it could be fully clothed, whatever you feel like doing. Um, so that's a really good way of sharing it. And I think because I've just been so used to being naked a lot for a long time, yeah. it kind of just gets you relaxed with your body. Yeah. Like I don't feel the pressure to be, for my body to be something all the time. It's just like, it is what it is. It's like a happy thing. Yeah. Here we go. And I guess the same with my sex life as well. Yeah. The more I've worked in sex education and the more I've spoken about sex, the more relaxed I've become with the sex that I want to have. And I know, I know that it's always gonna keep changing. So mm -hmm. what I like right now is not what I'm gonna like in six months time. Mm -hmm. And that's also completely fine. I'm yeah. kind of, I'm looking forward to seeing what I get into <laughs> what next. next? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just good to know that everyone is changing and evolving yeah. and that there is no normal way to have sex. Um, another thing that I mentioned before was non-monogamy. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that. As a married woman, this is very interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting to me. So the world has become a much friendlier place for me over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. I used to describe myself on my Instagram as like a stereotype, which still makes me laugh because I've got like bright pink bleached hair. I'm a vegan, I'm queer, I'm non-monogamous, I'm a sex educator. All these things yeah. we're starting to see a lot more of. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of just riding the wave of that. Yeah. I have been all of those things for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, but it's great because I don't have to explain myself as much as I used to. Okay. A couple of years ago, I definitely would get a bit of backlash and people not understanding the word non-monogamy or polyamory. And now I kind of feel like people, most people mm -hmm. know the word when you say it. Yeah. And I guess I'm just nice and relaxed about it. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to make anyone change their relationship styles. I think all forms of relationships are like really valid and really beautiful. Yeah. I've just found for a long time that being with one person in a relationship can kind of make me a bit codependent. Okay. And that's something I'm really wary of because I don't want to feel, I can, I can get codependent quite easily and yeah. I don't want to do that really. And it's nice, not limiting yourself to one person is really lovely because then the relationships that you are in, you just never take for granted. Yeah. And you just, you know, I've built some really beautiful, friendships that have then kind of turned sexual and then they've not and they've we've kind of had this beautiful friendship but the romantic element kind of stayed which is nice I've yeah. got like two of my best girlfriends yeah uh, I used to sleep with and then we've kind of stopped doing that and become like even better friends because of it because of which it, yeah. I think surprises people yeah so right now I am in a relationship with someone who is wonderful and I guess the majority of the time, like if you saw us at a party or like, you know, we were at my mum's for tea, we don't, we look just like a normal couple. Yeah. Um, we don't really have time to have like proper relationships with other people, yeah. like the kind of big, yeah. like relationships where you invest a lot of time uh -huh. just because both of us are very busy people right yeah. now. And uh, so what that kind of means is we have like, lots of friendships with people where there can be sexual elements, there cannot be. We both date fairly casually and that can be together or separately. It's just really good fun. It's and how nice. does, does jealousy ever come into it or have you really 
sat down and kind of set out what your relationship means between you and your partner? Yeah, um, it's not, I mean, jealousy is real. Jealousy is an emotion like yeah. any other mm -hmm. and all humans experience all emotions yeah. at different points in their lives, if not at all points of their mm -hmm. lives. And jealousy is definitely something that I have to navigate and deal with. But I think I experience as much jealousy as, as most people who are in monogamous relationships as well. Of course. Like, it's a, it's a real thing. We all have to deal with it. Yeah. And what I like about being non-monogamous is it kind of brings jealousy to the forefront. Like, we have to be honest to about the times it. when we're not, when we're jealous. Yeah. It's not something that you can just, like, leave. Yeah. And... It's also just nice because you get to check in with people more. Like there have been times when I've, I've actually not felt jealous. I've just felt kind of vulnerable in myself and I've been having a bit of a tough week. Yeah. And then I've had to go to my partner and be like, oh, I know that you were looking forward to seeing this person. I, I don't know why. I just feel a bit like I'm feeling a lot right now mm -hmm. and so either if you go if you do go and see them let's just make sure we do something really nice the, the next day or actually could you postpone that for a week just like so I can get my yeah. head sort of clear so it's all about the communication really and all just about the communication honest and open about how you're feeling and how it affects you and your partner yeah do you reckon there'll be a rise in this in people becoming polyamorous and in non-monogamous relationships I hope so not, I mean, when I say I hope so, I'm like, I'm going to take over the world. No, not at all. Um, I, I don't care what relationship structures people have in their lives. What I want is for people to be given the opportunity to really sit down and think about what it is they want. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people kind of become, like, meet someone and become monogamous with them. And there's never really that conversation about how they want their relationship to be. Yeah. And that doesn't have to involve like other people. There are all of these different assumptions that we have around what relationships look like. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just want to promote those conversations being like a really healthy, normal part of like falling in love, having sex, yeah. like making connections. So I think that as we have those conversations more and more, there will be some more people who are interested in non-monogamy just because the opportunities like available to them now but I don't think I'm not trying to like kill off monogamy <laughs> <laughs> Damn, no don't worry I'm not getting the pitchfork out anytime okay. soon um, so as we're sat here I am mesmerized by your earrings and for people who cannot see Thank we you. have um pink glitter I'm going to say rabbit vibrator earrings. That's in the today. one. Um, do you have any particular toys or any that you would advise to anyone trying if they hadn't I mean, sex toys are so unique. Like, everybody is different, so my recommendation is not always going to be the right thing for other people. Mm -hmm. um, I really talk about that a lot in my Guide to Sex Toys events yeah. because I don't want it to be an evening of me just being like, here are the toys I like. <laughs> yeah. I like this one. <laughs> yeah, because I've made the mistake before of spending like 150 quid on a toy because it looks like shiny and new and cool. And then arrived, it arrived and I just thought, oh God, it doesn't really work for my body. Yeah. And I've just forked out 150 quid on it. Yeah. So I've made that mistake. So hopefully other people don't end up doing that. Okay. My two favourite toys right now are, one is a magic wand, mm -hmm. which will just forever be my favourite toy. Classic, I think it? it's such a classic. Yeah. And it is expensive, but I think that's one of the ones that I would recommend people to buy if they've got the money for it, because mm -hmm. it's 
it's just really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's just really good. I need to write like a love letter to my magic book. <laughs> I think. Um, so yeah, and then there are some really great um, toys on the market that like use suction, like oh, airwave technology. I saw one on Instagram or on an advert, and yeah. I was just scrolling through, and then I saw it, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. So there are a couple of companies that do that. Womanize is the pe- the company that kind of has got patented this like really cool technique and yeah. I think that they their products are just amazing okay. so those are the two that are kind of I've got quite an extensive sex toy collection <laughs> like I'm moving house right now it's like a box like this big oh it's like my all God. my sex toys um but those two are always the ones that are kind of like the closest to my bed so Ruby we've had a, a talk about sex toys non-monogamy and your fantastic talks that you do are you ready for the mouth off quick round questions? I'm that is the so question. ready. Okay. So what is the best form of self-care for you? Ooh, a nap. <laughs> I love that. I love it. When I'm stressed, I just need a quick nap and then yeah. I'll be fine. That's wicked. Marriage, outdated or one to stay? Bit of both. I think people who are wanting to get married need to rewrite the rules a bit. Uh, yeah, for sure. What's your go-to? Tea and jeans or something else? Uh, I'm always dressed in something sparkly, colourful, pink. So a dress, something very extra all the time. I'm not a jeans gal. No, I, I did have a look at your Instagram <laughs> and I stalk everyone and like the array of beautiful dresses that you have and they're always such gorgeous colours and like you're always just such a vision Thank of you. bright boldness. That's so sweet. What does confidence mean to you? Confidence means being your own best friend and knowing that you have your own back and you are kind to yourself. That's a good one. I like the way you've put that. Okay, so we're gonna fast forward 10 years. What changes do you hope to see in the world? I mean, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I want, I'm gonna be ambitious here. Okay, go for it. I want every young person in the world to access relationship and sex education, Mm -hmm. um, age appropriate, like at school, at home, and not be afraid to have these conversations about their bodies, their relationships, and their pleasure. Brilliant. Do you think the world could be doing more to support protecting the environment? Why did you choose to become a vegan, basically? I've been a vegan for four years, and at first it was all environmental. Yeah. Still absolutely is. Mm -hmm. The planet is burning. Let's all please do something about it. Um, But as the years have gone on, it's also ethical as well. I don't want to eat animals. I I just am not interested in that anymore. Do you have any goals for the next year? (sighs) Oh, I would like to, okay, so small personal goal. I was not naked enough this summer and I feel very upset about that. (laughs) So next summer, I'm going to be naked a lot more. Okay. And then some other goals. I would like, I mean, all of them are just going to be about being naked. Okay, I'll try and switch them up. Um, (laughs) I would like to take some of my talks on tour because so far they're only in London yeah. and there are lots of other people across the country, maybe even across the world who want to hear them. And I might have a podcast in the pipeline. So I think watch that this space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What are the best excuses for bailing on plans? Just be honest. Honestly, I do bail on plans a fair <laughs> bit. And the best thing I've found is just saying, look, I'm really sorry. I'm so overwhelmed right now and I'm feeling 
like I really just need an evening to myself. I'm really sorry that that's messing you around and let's make up for it soon. That's a great one. Honesty is the best policy. Um, if you could have any new skill that could be speaking a language or playing an instrument, what would it be? I'd like to play the accordion. I think it would be cool. That is so cool. <laughs> or the harp. Actually, I think maybe I'd like to be able to play the harp. That would be really badass. Yeah, I can see that for you, actually. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> like come down the clouds. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any guilty pleasures? All of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I eat more crisps and more vegetarian vegan jelly than is humanly possible and it makes me so happy really what's your go-to crisp oh i'm a salt and vinegar babe yeah i love salt and vinegar yeah that like tanginess mm. Mm. <laughs> um any unconventional relationships or dating advice you'd like to share with our listeners if it feels right have sex sooner rather than later interesting i if you want to yeah. i'm not telling anyone to have sex if they don't want to yeah. Um, for me, sex is like an extension of the way you communicate. Yeah. So whenever I'm hanging out with someone and I like them and I like the way things are going, I want to have sex with them because I want to know what that part of our communication and connection is going to be like. Yeah, that's great. I love that. It's really bold. Right, well, that was the quick round questions. We're done already. Oh, my God. I was very fast. That was fast. <laughs> that was really good. How have you found being on Mouth Off Radio today? Have you enjoyed it? I've loved it. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much for coming in. So, Ruby, please let all our listeners know where they can find you on social media and tell them where, or plug your events, basically. You've of both. course. You've got the floor. You don't need to give, like, don't need to ask <laughs> you that. So, my Instagram is Ruby Rare, uh, and um, you can find my events through my Instagram, but also if you go on Eventbrite and search Ruby Rare, I'll be able to come up. My next talk is going to be at the book club in Shoreditch. It's all around sex toys and it's going to be on the 22nd of October. Well, thanks, Ruby. Thank you. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.